Sorry, what's what's our, what's our discussion today, Mike? What's the verdict going to put their verdict on? It was about the curriculum. Yes. And uh, what was it? I just forgot the about, specific was it, was it Was it yours? The one that you put up on the Instagram? Oh, yes. It was, uh, does school, school does not adequately prepare us for the real world. Cool. And uh, our response was agreeing with it, with the majority. Yes, that it does not prepare us. And so that led me to the thought, because I recently, because f- I, I put that question forward because I was recently doing an assignment on that topic. Yeah. Um, and so what I found was that, you know, school at the end of the day, it provides you with the foundational tools of English and math. Yeah. And um, ultimately prepares you for tertiary education. So towards university life where you yourself can choose what you want to do with your knowledge that you gained from the schooling system. Yeah. So... At the end of the day, I, I guess school is just like a stepping stone. The the last kind of step, like year 12, or if you wanted to, you know, f- pursue um, further education earlier than year 12. it um It's just that last step which provides you with, I guess, the diploma that you can fully do whatever you want, I guess, at university. Yeah. Or if you want to go straight into the workforce. It gives you that skills of language and math and the recorder. But, yeah, but like otherwise, you know, the, the foundational skills. Okay, so you're going for... I'm going to go against, just so we can have sure. the dialogue. Let's do that. Um, so essentially, I believe that school doesn't have to prepare for the outside world. Okay. That's your parents' job. Yes, uh, I think sometimes that, that would be the case for homeschooling. No, as in, I feel like school but I, is... I that think morally, that is kind of your parents' job as well. Yeah. Um, but sometimes we can't control our family situation. And uh, sometimes teachers are the closest things to parents that we could have. So for some people, their teachers are like their pseudo-second parent and that they yes. see them as a role model. Yeah. And um, yeah, it, it, it's o- it's always like, a, it, it's a case-by-case basis, you would say. Yeah. But yeah, sometimes teachers are forced to be, to take on the role of the parent, as I've experienced sometimes during yeah. my track. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, like, I think that school is, I think what school, okay, I can only speak from an Australian perspective, because I know America and other uh, countries are very, very Your different. Your entire education was in Australia, was that correct? No, uh, I did uh, I did nursery to year four in England, and then I came over here. Okay, cool, because I, I, I think I did up to year two in India. Okay, yeah. So, um no, so I, th- I think that school over here does what it's intended to do. It's meant to point you in a direction. And let you do what you want with it. Because once it comes to year 10, you don't have to attend school anymore. That's true. You, you can drop out. But in year 11 and 12, they offer su- support to see what you want to do, which is why you've got... Uh, w- what they don't do in America, what you've got here is vocational training where you can go and do work placement as your course of study. So you get it supported at school and you get to train and get certs and work placements on the job, which means you are qualified once school ends to get a whole host of jobs that might appeal to you, not just tertiary education, which I know a lot of people in my school, like that was a big option for them, not because um, they weren't academically inclined, but it was because they didn't really feel like they wanted no, to do anything uh, beyond sometimes that. Sometimes university is not for everyone. Yeah, no. Um, U- university, yeah, and the... The stuff you get out of university puts you in a certain place where a lot of people don't want to be. It's a student debt. <laughs> student debt. Um, it's where you know you're put in a place where 
often it's a professional environment. People don't want to be a part of that. Often it's a clinical environment. People don't want to be part of that. Often it's an environment where it's very niche. You know, some people want to have movement in their life. You know, they want to go from, oh, I want to learn this skill and this trade. I've done it. Now let's see what, what else can I learn. It's always can with learn. the university study as well. It's always your idea idealizing the end goal but then you don't realize you have this four years or five years to prepare and study yeah sometimes you you'd think irrelevant things to get to that and to the end goal trust me yeah i'm i'm in the thick of it I'm, i've been going through a lot of burnout recently yeah and it's just been really demoralizing for doing uni stuff like it feels so bad like you know i'm just lately with my assignments i'm just not even caring i mean i know i'm gonna pass it i know i'm gonna get a decent grade a decent yeah. enough grade but like just doing it just to does it feel like perhaps with the backdrop of a pandemic that that's also affected things because i know for me i mean specifically in your field so we're in education yeah so no, i'm talking about like uh the back at university because it feels like the, the oh they at home and, and yeah. home home learning was uh, required and therefore that's why when I was everything doing, just felt optional. Yes, it still like, feels optional. Especially when I was choosing my classes, I think before the pandemic, I always wanted to go into university. I yes, hated yes. doing online because that would make me not motivated to keep up with the classes. Very correct. So and plus, you know, you you be part of the uni culture and maybe meet new people and uh, yep. join clubs or whatever. Yes, this is what I'm doing. Yeah. Uh yeah. Um. So that will force you to actually go in and engage with your teacher and content and peers. Yeah, and and you can actually find people that you'd like to talk to about the assignments with, and that you know you yourself is not, you know, by the due date. Oh no, I have to do all these things, and I don't know what I'm going to do. No, you can talk through people who also don't know what they're doing in class, and then yeah, together you learn something and you figure it out. I think with me, I when I joined when I started uni, I did a uni prep course, and then I went into it, and I did. A course I ended up transferring out of for about a year, year and a half. Then I did another course for six months till I figured out what I wanted to do. Now I'm doing teaching, right? And unfortunately, in that time, I've become an adult, which means my priorities have changed in life. It becomes less about uni and more about earning enough money so that, I can that's the main eat goal, and survive. Yeah. And that has resulted in me trying to put all my uni days into as few days as possible. And that means I'm stressed out. All the time. That's and it, because you need you need that this set amount of hours work to maintain you know whatever your lifestyle. Yeah. But uh, there's also the component of study, especially during prac, when you have to dedicate ten whole weeks mm-hmm. to day in day out unpaid. So I think we can lead on to the question of should student internships as teaching should be paid? They should be. I don't. I shouldn't have to sacrifice my income. To get an education, I should be able to. And do you're basically doing a full time teacher's work. You're exactly. doing more, way more than the EA. I mean, you you are studying to be a teacher, and you need to be in that school environment. But yeah. uh, and but like for your mentor teacher, they're getting pay- you're paying them. I mean, they're imparting their knowledge and wisdom to you. But I mean, a practice is, is an assessment, right? They don't have to. It's like they they. I don't actually. I don't. I don't want to fob out teachers that much, but for them. I'm sure this is a bit easier if you're a good if you're good at what you Especially do. Especially when you're taking 100% of the teaching load. 100%. Um, yep. I guess the main points would be I guess the first observation week and uh getting your prac student I was going to say assimilated. I mean is that the word to into school culture? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, into school culture. Yeah. And uh from there I guess but I think what the other the teachers use they use 
that the, when the prac teacher's teaching, they use their time to mark and catch up on their marking or yeah, yeah. deal with parents. And a, t- a teacher's job is never done. Oh, for sure. But then, e- even more so, why are we not able to be paid for doing a teacher's job? But that's job? what I mean. Like That's why teachers yeah. are the secondary parents. I always believe that statement. Because oh, no, I, I have teachers in my life, and I'll remember them for the rest of my life because of how... The morals. But yes. no, not in that moral capacity as well. I mean, in regards to, you know, parents are... I had a few cases in my last prac when parents are emailing the teacher and saying, can you ask my child to wear the raincoat to come to school? Uh. Um, and the parents didn't have that authority to let their kids know. The teacher only had it. But is it the teacher's responsibility to tell the child what to wear? Uh, tell my kid to wear short pants during the summer. You know, that, that's yeah. what I mean. Like that, that That's specifically doing a parental role. That's what them. happens with teachers is because they... When you spend that much time with kids, you know you're no longer just a teacher. You're a sculptor, right? You're scaffolding, especially what this within kid uh, the early years, which is yeah. primary education. You're scaffolding what this kid is going to turn out like, which is why which I is think a which is a great responsibility. And you know, I take that to heart, and you know, I want to try to do that. But at the end of the day, you're not their parent, but you're their role model in a way. Yeah, not even in a way, you are. You know, you like, are. So I, again, I remember my teachers. I remember the ones that made a good impact on me. Even who I, left within a term or something in primary school. Yeah. yeah. I, I remember the ones, I remember the bad teachers and the ones that went to jail. Um, I remember them all. Uh, but no, yeah, I, doing a teacher, like being a teacher, you get paid for teaching. You don't get paid for everything else that you do. No, you get paid for your eight hours you work. But then again. You don't get paid for marking. You don't get paid for... Uh, doing work in the holidays, you don't get paid. Actually, sometimes you do. You got to prepare your whole uh, uh, twelve week or ten week plan, mm. you know. Mm. But then at the, I don't know. I guess at the end of the day, what I've seen is um, you have your what's it called the twelve the ten week uh, learning plan or when you write the. I don't know if it has a name. Does it? Uh, the it's like you write the skeleton of uh, what you're gonna do. So like yeah, you yeah, have yeah, the calendar I mean, yeah. and you have what you're gonna teach on each day. Yeah. But you don't fully write the lesson plan and things like that. Yeah. Um, I, I don't. Th- I think there is a formal name like learning plan or learning package. No. Something like learning that. Learning packages for like bits of information. When, when you're on your final prac, you'll have to do it. Yes. I guess for all. I, I'm all doing an. Ass- I'm gonna do an assessment on it later this uh, time. Yeah, but uh, at the end of the day, if you're teaching program. the same. Yeah, learning program. Yeah, if you're teaching, <laughs> if you're teaching the same year group again the next year, you can recycle it in a way. Yeah, I think the first year mainly is creating your own skeleton or your structure for what you're going to teach for the whole year. Yeah, but then again, that causes a dilemma because the curriculum is always changing exactly. and always evolving. That's the thing. What I've noticed is there's um, in my last practice, especially because I was sitting in on uh, department meetings, right? Not just entire school meetings, but departments. Um, they were collaborative, like so so collaborative, where the, they would get together and they would go year by year, year by year, what expectations are met, uh, for them, uh, how the curriculum might have changed, how they, as a department, are going to Oh, yeah, to that's, support, what, that's what we did too. Which yeah. I think is good because I th- feel like with teaching, it has to be a collaborative experience because if you're left on your own, you're going to make mistakes and you have no one to help that. Like, Everybody teaches differently. Like how I teach, how I taught in my prac was different to how my mental teacher taught in in real life. And, you know, you've got these differences and you want to make sure that every the kids are being supported correctly. And yeah. so, you know, the collaboration between, in the whole department thing is what makes it easier, I guess. And my mental teacher did something really good. He basically got all his professional files, put them on a folder and gave it to me before I left. Yeah, that's so I've good. got all his 
worksheets, all his assignment sheets, uh, how he's marking them and stuff like that. I've got them on me, which he's just like, use these as uh, templates for everything you're going to do. Um, use any of this stuff if you like. Yeah, You know, I think uh, yesterday I came to the realization, I think personally, that I don't think I'd ever be a proper teacher. When I saw um, one of my friends, I think she, she posted on Facebook, she's recently became a teacher. Yeah. And she posted like, um, oh yeah, looking for... Um, could could people uh, borrow? I'm looking for something to borrow because I'm making a, I'm turning my class into like a airport, and I would need to borrow children's bags, and okay. uh, we're making to for the maths program or something. And I was yeah. like, I've never ever had that a motivation to try to do something like that. And uh, you know, and you need that. You mm. need that motivation to do something because it's for the children at the end. And then I realized, you know, like maybe yeah, I like working with children, but maybe educator is not for me. Like, which is pretty like. You know, it, yeah. stru- it struck me like, you know, if someone's putting that effort uh, to, you know, decorate the classroom and, you know, that's extra stuff. Again, that's not marking. That's not, that's aesthetically changes. And yeah. you're adding, you know, you're actively adding your own flavor to your lessons and stuff. But do you think it'd be different if all you did was teaching? Because right now you're studying, you're working, you're doing this, right? If you're in a situation where you've your entire time is taken up by teaching because it's uh, a source that's of your income source of income and, and you've got the connection with the kids, would that be different then? Do you reckon? I guess yeah. I guess you would say that as well. So like yeah, during the prac, that's not your income. That is you need to work on your income and study. And mm-hmm. everyone's saying prac is harder than actual teaching. It is. It is because um, you, lesson plans, right? Every teacher I've spoken to, every teacher I've seen online has said they don't do lesson plans anymore. Like, they're not necessary. But university makes you do lesson plans so much. Because what I really wanted to do, I guess if I graduated successfully as a teacher, I wanted to just be a relief teacher for a few years because I really enjoyed, you know, you get the material what to teach. Yeah. And I, I, and through relief teaching, I can hone in my behavior management skills mm-hmm. and, um, and experience with dealing with schools. But no, in, in order to do prac, you have to be the teacher Yeah. before being a relief teacher. Um, relief teaching's harder what would you say oh yeah one you become a target but at the end of the day you're not a set <laughs> variable in the school so therefore you can come and go not as you please but you follow okay. the thing so relief teaching isn't uh, it's casual work right yeah unless you get a place within that school as a relief teacher teacher shortage bro yeah okay so relief teacher is casual work um, kids don't like relief teachers unless you're Really cool, young, or attractive. All right, that's just a fact, unfortunately. Yeah. And um, and you coming into a classroom, you're not going to teach the same way their teacher teaches. You're going to lose engagement massively. No, trust me. Like when when I was on prac, I went and visited other classrooms. I did lessons with them and whatever. I found it was fine. I mean, maybe that's me personally, but it's not for every teacher. Yep, yep, um, yep. Like you know, at the end of the day, as long as you relate, maybe it's different for secondary. But at the end of the day, as long as you relate to your children they know that you you speak their quote-unquote language that you're in touch with not popular yeah. culture you can make references or whatever um that shows that you know oh i can speak your language and therefore i can gain your trust and i trust that you are you know you're like me and yeah. i want to listen to what you're going to say yeah i think no i think that's why i was fairly effective in my last prac is especially the year 10 class that i did they liked me because i was able to communicate with them and have the one-on-one discussions and yeah. sort of actually not stupid level, but like 
be on the same level as them. Yeah, trust me. Like today for work, I had like a, a, a high school student, which I never met before. But yeah. at the end of the shift, I, we found out we really connected. And which is yeah, which is good. Like that's what I mean. Like uh, the one on one, I guess for me personally, is very. It's a lot mentally draining. Yes. Yes. Um, and you're just focusing on one case and helping them build up their own goals at your not at your own pace. Mm. but at a pace more relaxed than the curriculum and the school system. Yeah, yeah. Uh yeah, you're right, yeah. Now I the one thing that I'm kind of like worried about is like cuz I've been experiencing the like this burnout for like a while, especially with uni. It's just because I'm doing less units a semester so that I can keep working. It's taking me longer. Like right now I'm not even a full-time student. I'm now part-time cuz I'm only doing two units. That's it, yeah. And even then I'm not doing well at all of them because I'm got all my things elsewhere it's yeah like, i mean you, you you're in a new situation now i think you moved in yeah stuff like that you need to do that and yeah and it's like i like well, I, back in my day i had a house and a farm <laughs> and three dogs and three dogs when the economic climate was a lot more lenient yeah no i like i've got to the point where i'm like i had to keep going with this right i can't stop or change right yeah and i know i enjoy teaching i know i enjoy it but it's like when I become a teacher, am I going to feel the same that I feel now? Am I going to feel burnt out all the time? But that's the thing. I mean, I guess it's different. Like, the the point, which is really important, which you mentioned, that is your full-time profession, and you're getting paid to self-regulate and self-improve yourself, and that is mm. your whole life. But then again, do you want that to be your whole life? Yeah, like, I enjoy teaching. I really do. But then it's, yeah, I'm like, is it something that I can just do constantly? So that's what I was thinking. Like, maybe, uh, maybe down the line up, I'd, I'd pursue being a school counselor or work in the education office. I w- no, or be like an okay. assistant principal. But like you, you I would love to be. Yeah, actually, you bring up a good point. If if I'm not a teacher, I'd love to still stay in the education system. I think even if I'm just, I don't know, you like yeah, somebody who is helping out or doing stuff, working with kids. I think that's like a really good place, um, even if it's not a teacher. But then I'm like, because. No, yeah, I guess the more males in the school system, the better, especially now with the uh, families and stuff uh, not in the best place. And, you know, some students may be affected with certain circumstances. Yeah, yeah. Sometimes you're often seen as a... Father figure. Paternal figure, I yeah. would say, yeah. Yeah, yeah. no, you're right, because uh, I'm trying to think back to... I, I'm not being preachy about my gender or anything, but I'm just saying it's just... It's like, a valued asset it's right It's a now. valued, yeah, like... I, but there is a reason why. But you have to be a good teacher at the end of the day too. Yeah. Uh, and if you're not a good teacher, you can, that's what I was saying, you can work in school in other ways. And, you know, maybe I'd like to be the chaplain to take kids and just talk to them about what's going on in their life or mm. maybe they need another trusted adult to talk to other than their teacher or their parent that they can just talk openly about their situation. And I, I found that through my support work at the moment I like doing something like that, but maybe at the cost of a pay cut or like a mm. less source of income compared to a teacher. And, um, you know, like a, and a hierarchy of the school system and all that, you know, because school is very political and they have very... It is, it is. It's very Games of Thrones, like... Yeah. Um, uh, I, I think I remember... Like okay, what? we're going to become the admin, Alex. <laughs> yeah. we'll, just, we'll, just, we'll just become... The school admin. Oh, God, I, I don't like school admin. Yeah, you do. I mean, you don't like them, but when you become them... <laughs> Nothing stops you. No, it's it's always, like, the same... 
a type of person becomes an admin lady at school. You know what I mean? And I've yeah, used then the you, you turn into the one you hate. Yeah, I'm the one who's just like Like talking. in one year from now, he'll have glasses on. Like, <laughs> yeah. And like a really... I haven't seen many male... I don't think there are any male school I've never. I've never... In any of the schools I've been to, if I think back, I do not remember any males being in the admin department. Mm. But then again, I think office work is in a male attractive space. Uh, desk work and like... Uh, what's the word? Um, secretary work is not male. Do you, uh, I was just always wondering. I don't think I've ever noticed. Schools don't have selected accountants and... They, uh, they, they would. They would. I mean, it would be on the school board, right? Maybe they wouldn't work in to the handle school, finances. Yes, but they would not work in the school. Would that be also known as a treasurer? Would the treasurer be an accountant? Pro- probably, yeah, yeah. Okay. Unless, unless they're just a representative from the school who handles how the money is to given within the school. Like they might be making reports, and the account, the accountants. I think they they probably work with an accounting firm, right? So, but then the treasurer might. I don't know exactly, but the treasurer might be the person who's on the grounds going. Okay, the English department need this amount of stuff. What do we have in our budget? And actually using the budget and also reporting back to the accountants. No, of course, what's needed? Because I found out. Uh, I think majority now it's mandatory for principal education. Don't quote me, but they have to have a business type of degree or um, like master of financial. That sounds gross. So, because principals are the head of the school, they have to just, they have to helm the ship, as to say. Yeah, and but I feel um, like having a business degree means you're uh, getting certain types of. But that's people. again, they are building their school. They're building their school. Um, you know, they're making decisions on how to. They'd have to have a financial background in order to manage the money, manage the finances, and to expand growth. But um, I feel like a principal should be more of a cultural impact on. But the that's school. the thing: are they the figurehead at the end of the day? Then they get paid a lot of money just to be a figurehead and go to speak to other schools on behalf of your school, which you barely manage yourself. No, no, no. I think, like, I think a principal should be the person who is affecting the culture within the school. Um, I think business should... Uh, like, don't take what I'm saying as, like, the absolute, but business should stay out of school. No, because, of course, of because course. Because I feel like people who are businessmen are a very specific type of person. But then again, you need to have a knowledge of business in case your financial people screw you over or whatever. You need to know what they are doing and uh, understand but I don't what that, Yeah, I don't think that should be the principal. Okay. I think that should be somebody separate who works with the principal. The assistant principal. Exactly. Or even a treasurer. So what is the purpose of the assistant principal when the principal's on holiday, they just take over? Yeah, so I think... Um, at my school, we had the principal, then we had a lower school and upper school. Principal. That's what we. That's what schools have nowadays as well. So I don't think we had a vice or anything like that. But I think a vice, um, whereas it might be in the office where Michael was big picture stuff and Jim was day to day stuff. I think it might be like that kind of situation. Mm. One might be dealing with teachers, one might be dealing with students. Because I know discipline discipline was taken to the lower school and upper school. We never met with the principal for that. And kind would of stuff. principals have to be mandatory at public speaking? And giving speeches and quote unquote motivational speeches to well, it's hard to assess that what before they become a principal. But I think it's de- it's a good. I don't think any character quality should be mandatory. I don't think you should be like you should be this, you should be that. I think it helps for that, and schools can decide whether what you have is valuable to them. Mm. I don't think it should be mandatory. That's I feel like saying you should be mandatory. It should be mandatory for you to have. This level of charisma. Like but I know, but I think at the end of the day, that's what they're trying to support. They're trying to make um, all principals have a kind of business relationship because at the end of the day now, independent schools are a business. And they, 
they're literally a company. They have to focus on advertising. They mm. have to focus on promoting that. Oh, no, we got the biggest sports center in WA. We got the biggest music program in WA. Yes. We've got to have the hook to hook our specific demographic, maybe in our area or, uh, or you know, like per- Rotsmoin or Perth Modern School and then Catholic schools and then um, other faith schools like Muslim schools and stuff like that. Um, they have to have their niche which separates them from all the 100... Because in Baldivis, there's about so many public schools in the area. What's the difference between this public school and that public school, which are down the road from each other? They probably definitely have a niche. Because I, me- I remember at my school, I was at Dunkraig, right? Yeah. Dun- so that's northern suburbs. Yeah, no, I've been, my friend lives there. Okay, yeah. And so the school, we were good at a couple of things. You had really high-ranking... Like, our academics were, like, up there. We were always in, like, I think the top 40 at least of WA schools, and it became, like, a whole thing. Um, we had a triathlon team, which not many schools had. We I had never the, heard of that. Yeah, that's, that's, that's the thing. We had a massive triathlon thing. We had Bush Ranger cadets. We had the largest cadet unit in WA. We had an extensive music program. But obviously, the way that things work, cadets and music get pushed second. Tr- athletics goes up top. We had one of the fastest runners in the state in our at our school, um, so like what I've, what I found is that, um, even, even then there was stuff like that, but down the road from us, we had Woodvale, uh, secondary college, right? Or senior high school, one of the two. And they were our sister school. What they were really good at was soccer and basketball. They had some of the best uh, basketball and soccer too. players. And it became like, that was what they were known for. So we had triathletes and they had soccer and basketball but at the end of the day i was just going to make the point as well that um on school's priority is to accept admissions yep. within their area so um, um yes but i think i think don't quote me on this i know my girlfriend's gonna because she went to woodville um i think there was scholarships that that provided high schools okay and yeah so yeah so we we even had um so did I think all schools have like some sort of extension program. We had two because our school focused on academics so much, right? Um, so we had SBAE, which is school-based academic extension, which is an internal program. Then we had GATE, which is oh, did you have a talented and gifted students program? That's the Tags? gifted and gifted and talented extension, okay. which is an external program where they get picked by people. Who they just said robotics all day. I mean, I was in it for one year. Oh no, so. The way we did it, it was like um, your four cores, which are math, science, English, has. Um, oh, so STEM, kind of? No, well, it's it's the f- your four core subjects. Oh, okay. So, the, so y- in our school, we had four core subjects, and then everything else was electives yeah. uh, from years uh, eight till, well, now seven till ten. Um, and so, uh, oh, yeah, I'm getting information about that now. Um, so, yeah, so if... Math and science were together because that was like STEM. Then you had English and, and Hass together. If you were good at one, you got put up in both of them. And if you were really good, you got put up in all of them. And if you were even better, you were in the gifted and talented program. Because so, I was in the school-based academics for uh, English. Mm. Because I think I had a good vocabulary when I was younger and they misinterpreted that as I, I was good at it. Yeah. And so they chucked me up there when really I actually was really good at science. I was getting like 90s in my okay. exams and stuff and they didn't do anything for me there. But then I got into maths extension in year 10. Did you um, have a focus in science and in, like chemistry and physics or biology and uh, physics? Biology, earth and space sciences I was really good oh, at. Oh, that's good. Because... Was it in year 11 and 12? Did they offer that? No. No, no, no. So geology never became a thing. So earth and space is geology. Uh, but biology was what I enjoyed. 
I did psychology because I enjoyed it, was not good at it though. Because psychology is so specific. But yeah, my girlfriend's message to me is secondary college, and she's saying that, that um, the basketball team got to go to China. They were yeah. that good. And uh, yeah, they have a program where you applied for it if you weren't in the catchment, but you were good at what they wanted, and you applied for it, then you could get in. And uh, yeah. That's good. So yeah, no, that's, you know, they want to present a certain aspect of their school. Dunn Craig did a lot. Like they went, all right, we've got really good academics, triathletes, Bush is that, Rangers. That's next to uh, Greenwood High School, right? Uh, yeah, one suburb over, yes. Yeah, yes. I used to go there for, uh, to, I helped out at their youth group a lot. Yes, uh, Greenwood, from what I know, I, I made friends it. with a lot of people from Greenwood on the train, but it was a massive multicultural school because I had a program for it, yep. which is pretty interesting. Uh, I'm still friends with someone I met from the train at Greenwood. She literally lives like a suburb over from me. And I <laughs> That's cool. Uh, yeah. I used to what be if a, you weren't on the train that day? Oh, no, we, uh, oh. the reason why we became friends is because we took the train constantly. Oh, constantly, yeah, And yeah. we just kind of broke down the barriers. I became I became friends with a lot of people on the train. <laughs> that that's sounds good. weird. No, but it's just cool. like, yeah, just because I had my mates, they had their mates, and we would just be in the back of the train causing chaos. And it was uh, the really Association, good something, something. <laughs> yeah. Reality? Yeah, I don't, I don't know. Yeah. But yeah, that was a lot of fun. But yeah, um, the way that schools are run... Uh, their main focus should be on the culture within the school because you spend more time at school than you do wake at home most times, right? And I think that schools need to understand what, like, recognize their place in a system. Um, Yeah, I kind of want to talk about religion again later but oh if no I, 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 I really wanted to talk about that as well yeah i just i just feel like with the four voices that we had it would have been a bit complex but now we can have a more succinct conversation yeah um so we yeah you talked about how you did other religions at your school like as a oh, I don't know that now i thought we we're gonna have a break you oh no we we're ahead of time are we ahead of time we it, it's uh, it's almost eight we still got like half an hour to our break Oh really? Cool. Yeah, I'm just saying we could smash. Oh, this all cool. Out. We can talk about it. Yeah. Um. So yeah, uh, you talked about like how you d- study different religions at your Catholic school, correct? Yes. So uh, when I was doing year eleven extended RE, uh, we did. Oh, so we won't talk about that as well. Uh, yeah. So in year eight, yes. So in year eight, like, I, I enjoy this kind of stuff. Yeah. That's cool. I mean, I just felt sometimes it's like you know. I'm a Catholic or whatever. Yeah, yeah. I just felt I have to sometimes defend myself. No, 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 no. Uh, I. I'm I'm not a I'm not one, I'm not a person who like attacks. No religion. no no. Um, I'm very I'm very open minded because again I like learning about religion. I like religion as I a whole. I just thought I had to speak up when she was saying you know like, uh, uh, you know like other religions you know at a Catholic school and that they shouldn't say these things. But like you know it's a Catholic school at the end of the day, and I understand that. Yeah. That it, the independent nature, or you know, it's a, it's a rarity. Yeah. But, but uh, you but, know, but that but that comes to the thing that I was saying earlier where. If you want your kids to do well, you put them into a private into a school. Into a private school, yes. Yeah. And, yeah, I, yeah, because... I mean, they shouldn't be, f- like, forced not to. I mean, shouldn't, like, that shouldn't be a question at all. I mean, if they don't want to say it, they don't, they don't say it. Mm. But, but, that, like, but she's saying, like, um, the kids who chose not to say the Lord's Prayer were getting reprimanded for it, which I understand. I However, understand, too, but I guess they are... If they are um, outwardly Muslim, i.e. it's noted within the school system that they're Muslim, that's an issue, I think. But then again, I think the Muslim faith, uh, Allah is recognized as the... Yeah, Allah is as God. As a prophet, yeah. Allah yeah. is the is this God in uh, Hebrew. Oh, no, Hebrew. Um, 
Is it Hebrew? Yeah, anyway. But yeah, no, it's... But it's at the end of the day, I know, as well, like, parents want the best education for their children. Mm. Um, and if the education happens to be a Catholic education, I don't know, I'm not saying, like, suck it up. Yeah, no, but, like, for five years, and then... Or, or otherwise, you know, there's a difference at the end of the day, the main thing between the parents, what they want their children to learn, and what the children want to learn for themselves. So if the parents push their children to there, but if the children child genuinely doesn't want to do it, then... I don't know. I guess it's a mismatch in values between parent and child. Uh, okay, so the best way to sort of navigate these kinds of, um, not issues, but the, these kinds of like ethical things is you just flip the script, right? Um, imagine you were Catholic and you went to a Muslim school. It was the best school in your catchment. And you, and you had you to go there because that, that's the best school. Exactly. But you know, Muslims uh, pray five times a day. Uh, they observe Ramadan. And say if you had school lunches, that would affect everything, right? So what? how would you feel as a Catholic person? You know, you're very tied to your faith, and but you're being forced to recite prayer in uh, a different language about not a different God, but a different perspective on God. I mean, if I truly felt that I was the best education I'm going to get, I'd probably... But you're a student. You don't know anything. Oh, you don't you know, know what anything. I mean? You're a student. Like, when you're a student, you don't really care about... You're not, you're not going, oh, this is a great education. You're going to school because it's compulsory and it's where all your friends are and it's the culture that is at school, right? You don't have you don't have an adult's perspective. You have a school person's perspective. But I feel like, I think the reason why there's more like Catholic schools than any other denomination because I feel like, you know, it's more westernized and more like mm-hmm. casual in a way. So I guess like, you know, rum, uh, you know, Muslim faith is very, very uh, it's in- integral as part of the school structure. The Catholic school s- structure system is fairly normal in compared to private school standards, other than maybe a mass and assembly on a Wednesday morning. Yes, yes. And but compared to the the Muslim or like a school based on Islam, uh, you'd have to have uh, instead of recess, you'd have prayer before recess, and uh, and and a prayer would be not quote unquote more intense. Yeah. But uh, you know, being. Be, Islam would be being more intense than being a Catholic at the, in comparison to the schools. I think intense in different ways. Mm. Like they, they probably have a mosque on site actually. But then again, if there was such a demand, then wouldn't there be a lot more Muslim schools? No, because it's it's more intense than a Catholic school. Catholics are more. I don't think it's about intensity. I think it's about the country that we live in. No, no, as well, and plus the teachers there have to be well informed on the Islam faith, and it's easy, I guess, to be informed on the Catholic faith and. And I think it's more specific as well. If you're practicing Islam and you, you're doing all these things, it's more specific. Because I, I, I mean, I haven't been to a Muslim school before. Yeah. I don't know any experience about that. But I don't even know if there are any. Oh, there was. Uh, I think uh, when 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 we went to Armadale Council, I remember distinctly there was a Muslim okay, school. Okay, okay, nice. Um, but I guess since the faith is more intense, it requires more knowledge of thing. But you know, in Curtin, I just did three elective units to be able to teach in a Catholic school. Yeah. That's all I needed. But the teaching in a Muslim school, I guess, I don't know if that curriculum would be different. I don't think it would be. But I, uh, I, I, Okay, I feel like I feel like you're coming from, from a position of what you think it might be like, right? I don't think, I don't think Islam is much... But you were saying, like, there's morning prayer. Yeah, no, you, you, you've got five prayers a day, right? And it'll probably tie around... Uh, two of them won't even be happening at school because you have one in the morning, you have one yes. at night. Um, it'll probably tie around... Re- uh, one probably happens before school starts. That'll be a collective thing. One just before recess, one maybe after lunch, and then one just before you leave. But then the again, that, I, I don't know. I was just saying that's more intense than the okay. Catholic school system, which is once a week. 
or maybe once or not even at all. In in my Catholic homeroom, we were meant to say the prayer, but we didn't. I went to Guilford Grammar for eight months, which is a Catholic school. And we did mass every Wednesday where we all had to go to the chapel. We had to wear our blazers, whether it's hot or cold. Yeah, yeah. That's all you we had to wear too. it down. And then, yeah, you did the Lord's Prayer. They did uh, basically, um, uh, like, it, it felt like church, right? They were doing, they were, going, they were telling us uh, certain stuff. It wasn't about the school, it was about the religion in that moment. And that went on for about an hour, right? You had to, it was in our timetable to that. I feel like that's like split, like, like we've had to take a subject out of the curriculum to fit mass in, right? I feel like with if you're doing a, a prayer in Islam, you're just tacking it on at either the end of lunch, beginning of lunch, end of the day, beginning of the day, right? I don't think it changes the curriculum at all, though. No, no, because I mean, the curriculum no, no, you need that specific Australian standardized curriculum to compare yeah. yourself and your progress with everyone else within the state, and the fact that it's I don't think Muslim there's anything conflicting. Like, I don't think there's anything no, no, no. That's what I'm saying. There's yeah. no obstacle yeah, in yeah. the way, but they're trying to fit it within while they're doing the same things as well. Yeah, but yeah, and I, I think the only thing that might be did you have to wear like a head covering and stuff as well? So I mean, the person it's, it's different. Um, it you know, how, like uh, you've got different because, like, as a non-Muslim, like, would you be required as all? Probably not, because it's not all people in Islam wear a hijab. Or uh, a burqa, like people wear different stuff depending on what uh, their connection to Islam is. So yeah, you can like um, uh, I've got a f- my uh, family is uh, Muslim. There, my mom isn't. I'm not. Uh, but my auntie, uh, she didn't wear a, a headscarf all the time, but she she had a loose one sometimes when she was going out. My nana, she d- had the whole operation. Uh, it just depends on your connection to the faith, um, but yeah, no, I, I I think that again, I feel like it should still be a personal thing at the school. I feel like uh, you shouldn't be forced to engage in stuff that you're not comfortable with, like doing the Lord's Prayer. That was fine with when I was in school because it didn't conflict with anything that I really. I mean, what did it make you do? Stand in front of the class by yourself and recite the Lord's Prayer? No, we no. were saying it as the whole school body and sometimes people just mouth the words or whatever yeah. in the assembly. It's like 1,000 of no, you. No, we, we, had to, we had to close our eyes, hands together, that like yeah, classic so, thing. I mean, and we had it on screen and there was like a... Or at least, or you know, as a sign of respect, if you don't want to say it, that's totally fair. Yeah, you that's just not say, stand really. in silence. Just stand in silence, like but how we do during the minute of silence yeah. and stuff. But apparently the issue was people getting reprimanded for not saying the Lord's Prayer. That's I feel like that's an issue. Well, I guess they probably haven't explained explained their situation, and the teachers probably like, you know. But I mean, we, we, again, we can't assume anything. That's it, that's yeah. it. We can't assume anything. But uh, you know, I understand sometimes if it's directly against your faith. Yeah. Um, as long you're within the school, I guess, kind of respected in a way. Show respect to the other people who are doing it. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Th- I think that's at the end of the day the main the main takeaway is just. You're within an environment, I guess respect the other people who are doing it in that environment as well. If you're, you know, if you're just on the roof and acting like a monkey or whatever <laughs> during the Lord's Prayer, you know. Yeah. No, no. I, I if, if you disagree with it, just don't, you know, at the end of the day, we're all human and whatnot. Um, just show some respect. Yeah. I don't think anybody's disrespectful during that. Like, especially in school, because in sc- especially if everyone's doing it and, like, even if you're, you don't want to be a part of that, 
it's a mass thing that you're a part of. You're not going to act out. You a know? mass thing. <laughs> <laughs> now, at the end of the day, it, it, when I did my RE as well, um, we had a staunch atheist in my class doing yeah. extended RE who liked to... Uh, he did really well in, uh, in the RE. Mm. Um, he got good grades in it, but he loved to... For the spirit of discussion to talk with the RE teacher and uh, yeah, just engage in a belief and S- whatnot. So we, um, in year seven, back in primary school, uh, our school wasn't religious because it was just like a standard government primary school, right? And we went to uh, Bustleton mm. for a camp and there's a, a string of campsites in Bustleton that are run by Christian groups, right? You'll see them. It's like oh, uh, there's a lot of Christian uh, Christian camps all over the place. Yeah, but like there's literally a, a, a single road that has about fifteen of them on them, right? We went to one of them, and obviously there were there um, j- before we ate, they would um, they, 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 they would do uh, grace and stuff like that, and would sing songs and stuff like that that were invoking Jesus and stuff. And this one guy, he was being such a twat. He would. In the spirit, in the spirit, I'm using quotations. In the spirit of uh, discussion, he would, like, when we were alone with uh, one of the counselors, he would start like basically arguing with them, and it it got to the point where it just felt disrespectful. Oh, they just nit- purposely nitpicking. Yes, where it's like, yeah, well, I if this isn't this, you, why isn't this? If you genuinely want to have a good argument and you're willing to hear them out on the other side and mm. their opinion, and you respect them as a person. Yeah. Not just going picking fights for the heck of it, you know? I, the one thing that you shouldn't be doing with the Bible is picking out the details because it's so... It's been built up for so long uh, through so many different people engaging with it and so many different uh, perspectives put into it. You're not going to have like a definitive answer for every single thing in there. Because, yeah, this is, this is what I said earlier. I really like learning about religion because you can learn a lot about... You, you learn a, a lot about the... Uh, ideas that were around as well as well that because my perspective my personal perspective is a lot of the stuff in the bible is metaphorical i think jesus did exist but just in a different sense than maybe the bible depicts but that's just my personal thing and um like i said listening to the michelangelo stuff and how he depicts uh certain figures from the bible um and how it's different way the way they were described and how that's changed how people view christianity and catholicism I find that stuff really interesting. It's just insane just hearing that you went to the Michelangelo thing because I could have gone with my friend for it and I would have seen <laughs> you there and it would be the most random thing. I would have been like, I would have been listening to it and then I would be like, wait a God. What's that? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I'm just, just thinking about like if things happened that way and I would have seen you there. That would have been so funny. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, but yeah. you know, um, one, of the, one of the most interesting things about specifically uh the bible that i've that i've read is how they know that a certain part was written after the events were done like way after like about a hundred hundreds and hundreds of years after oh that's so what the book of apocalypse oh uh, no um yeah the acts of the apostles and stuff yes uh, essentially uh it describes how there's camels in the area right and they said, oh, no, camels are an introduced species that got introduced at this time. So we know that this part of the book was written at least after this time. And that's the kind of stuff that I enjoy is sort of the um, the stuff that surrounds religion, I guess. The, the people that are involved in um, in uh, the, the, the creation, I guess. Uh, that's what I mean when I went to Mass. I, I'm not getting too religious or preachy. No, 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 no. Um, I, I, no, go for it. Go um there, there was a specific gospel passage. I think it ends on Easter Sunday or the the Sunday after. It's like 
There were many other miracles that Jesus did, but it's not documented so that you would believe. Ah, so I they see. had a specific thing there. So, um, yeah, sometimes they purposely not do things just because you know the story about the disciple Thomas, how he doubted Jesus and he wanted to see the 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 holes on his hand. Oh yes, yeah. And how um, and then Jesus came to him on Pentecost and showed him that these are the holes on my hand. And then then Thomas started to believe. Mm. And Jesus is like, happy are they who are who believe yet haven't seen me. So I, I think see, we I kind see. of have to have a, you know, a trust in God and a trust mm. that he would do the right thing per se. But I was having this massive uh, discussion with my friends the other day about how, about like Calvinism. Do you know much about Calvinism? I do not. Okay, so it's basically, um, the, the debate revolved around this. I, yeah, I should have brought it out earlier, but was Judas predetermined to betray Jesus? Was that his purpose which God gave it to him? To to betray Jesus, or was that out of his free will? Um, I see, yeah, yeah, yeah. Gotcha. So apparently that's the base of Calvinism, but the, I think the solution as a Catholic is to... that Yes, Judas had the... Um, it's like a, you know, you get you get dealt a hand in poker, right? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, like, you know, some people are born rich, some people are born poor, mm-hmm. but you get the specific hand, and what you do with this hand is your business. You get the freedom to do with this hand what you want to but uh judas had the you know jesus had the free will i guess to betray jesus mm-hmm. but at the end of the day he um killed himself he didn't want to repent okay okay so i think and that's the end of the day, that's why he was damned i would say are you fine about talking about your your views on your faith or do you want to keep it general um I don't know, like I, I don't know how much I can talk. I never talked about this before. Yeah, I know, but it's just, I, I like these kinds of discussions. Would you? I don't know. How would you? I, I personally like talking about my. Yeah, yeah. No, no. I'm just saying okay. about. Um, are you okay with me asking you questions? Yeah, sure. About, okay. Do that. So um, uh, I, I was telling my friends, you know, they come on the show and talk <laughs> yeah, about they they know much more about it than me. Yeah. Um. So, so it's just, it's just because I don't, like religion is a personal sure. experience. So I just don't, I don't want to overstep anything. No, no, that's fine. But um, so in your uh, like just one thing as well, like as yep. ca- like you know, I was asking this too, but like no question is whatever because we need to is always learning and educating. Yep, yep, yep. So whatever, it's, sometimes I feel like I'm a hypocrite or like bashing my own religion when I'm just questioning things and like no, Michael, that's Calvinism. Like that's <laughs> that's not associated with the Catholic Church. But like you know. You always have to be curious. Yes. So that's the thing. So I was I was wondering how do you, how do you think that God manifests Himself like in the day to day? Are you because I know people have different perspectives on God. Like He's a force of nature, or yep. He's a physical embodiment of a person, kind of thing. Like, what's your perspective on that? Well, my perspective is, um, I guess, I guess I sometimes see God in like everyone, maybe through good acts or mm. sometimes beautiful things in nature. And you know God did that, and because it was good or something like that. Oh, you know, like just I don't know, like like beyond physicality. Yeah, I know. That's yeah. what I mean. It, like especially like myself, I was. I'm. I don't know. I'm still per se very cynical, and sometimes I really doubt things that happen. But at the end of the day, you just sometimes have to have that trust that yeah, yeah, we can't see God. Mm-hmm. He mm-hmm. specifically chose that time to send Jesus to Earth, mm. which was back. You know, he could have sent him now. You know, yeah. Um, but he specifically sent it at that time, and we don't know the reason why. We don't know why he did it. That's because he's God. He's mysterious, and like God's understanding is 
this huge picture and ours is just this little puzzle piece mm. you know he's yeah. a, he he can see the whole puzzle but we can just see just the puzzle piece yeah so that's why as much as i try to rationalize with myself about you know if i'm questioning god's decisions or whatever i'm just i think at the end of the day just realize that you know he sees the whole picture and i'm just seeing just the puzzle piece and i would never un- find it unless i you know i guess talk to him in heaven or yeah if i go so to or you know things like that so I, I guess as much as we try to rationalize and do whatever we can't really understand god's will okay no that, that, mm. that, that, that that's a wonderful answer yeah yeah no because uh, people experience stuff differently um so i know catholicism and christianity are different but like yeah. um so my next door neighbor, well, one of my neighbors and my really good friend of like since all through high school, he talks to me about his experience with with religion, and he's Christian and he's got sort of more a not diluted version, but like his sort of experience is it's very outward from himself and everybody else around him and stuff like that. And he said that he's had dreams where angels have visited him and stuff like that. And like it's kind of interesting seeing this perspective of someone who's non-religious. It's been surrounded by religion. Yeah, that's it. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, no, that so many questions. But <laughs> no, 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 no it, whatever. Ask. I'm really happy to answer. I'm not sure if I can give you the accurate answers, oh, yeah, but I'm yeah. just basing on my experience and what I've heard. Yeah. But yeah, I, I like talking about it. Um, sometimes, you know, I don't know. I just don't know if I should restri- restrict myself talking about it and just talk about other stuff. But if whatever questions you have, no, I'm always happy to talk about it. Yeah, because we're just having we're, it's a casual conversation. We're That's not like it. we're not yeah, like yeah. saying this. Th- yeah, yeah. No, I, no, I, no. I I know what what you what you might be worried of, but um. So, it's a difference. So, the difference between Christianity and Catholicism is between the Old Testament, and New Testament. I think sometimes it's the it's the branches of it. Like sometimes uh, some branches of Christianity they don't they don't believe in Mary and they don't idolize her as like a saint or sometimes they only view jesus as the only thing Mm -hmm. Um, but we as catholics i guess we're kind of like the original one and then everyone branched off from us you know i want to marry and i'm a priest branch i want to do this branch i want to believe that everything was predetermined branch i see so it's kind of like a because i don't know i was talking to my friend and apparently um you know how the argument was that jesus was a jew yes well, in fact, uh, Jesus was a Jew, but and therefore he was a practicing Jew. Yeah. But apparently, that was what is known as Second Temple Judaism. Okay. And the Judaism today is currently Third Temple Judaism. Okay. Which is a completely different. It's like an evolved form, but yeah, Jesus yeah, yeah. was that form, and that developed into Catholicism today. Okay. That's why you know you don't see me doing like stuff like you know with Judaism and stuff. Yeah, yeah. But it, it's a completely different thing. Yeah, because I know like Judaism is meant to be like the oldest current religion, right? Yes. Um, but yeah, no, because the way I see, I don't know much about uh, Judaism at all. No, me neither. Um, I, that's what I'm always asking people. When, yeah, I, when I, I, was, I was on prac, funnily enough, with uh, yeah. someone, and she was Jewish, and then she told me a bit about how. Even with Moon Knight, the latest episode, you saw um, <laughs> yeah. his very small hat. Yeah, uh, Kappa. Yeah. Yeah. And but yeah, no, um, yeah. So she said there's about two thousand young Jewish people in WA, and for me, that's a surprisingly small number, but a lot of what I've seen is in, like, because America has a larger Jewish population. So, like, when I see, like, how some people Who are Jewish. Who runs Hollywood? <laughs> yeah, like, <laughs> like when when you see, like, how people like uh, Ben Stiller and stuff yeah. explain their Jewish heritage, and then, we, but then when you see, like, Orthodox Jewish people, yeah. and how there's, like, so many different sides, and, like, 
I've seen a lot of discourse online with uh, Judaism and stuff. Oh, like trust that. me, go to go to any celebrity's Wikipedia page. Go into early life. <laughs> <and see. laughs> yeah. yeah, that. I mean, that's that's it. I mean, see, well, it's just because it's it's an ethno religion, so it's a bit, yeah. it's a different to Catholicism. You know, you can be born Jewish and not practice Judaism. That's it. And yeah, which is for me, that's still thing that I, I it's it's hard for me to wrap my head. I think around. that's the belief of Catholics. Like you know, we should we're called to. I mean, l- love everyone. Yeah, who they are, I guess, and that's. I think, I don't know. I think sometimes I don't know why. Pe- uh, with the difference between Catholicism is that mainly our God is like a loving God or something like that. And I thought I thought it's because uh, I because I know the Old Testament sort of shows like a wrathful God. Right? Yes, yes, a punishing God. And I think I with thought the flood and stuff because of human. Error and what and was that city that got destroyed? Oh, uh, um, I was thinking of Babel. No. uh some with the walls. Ne- oh, that's um, that's the wall of Jericho. Yeah, yeah. Didn't and the yeah. walls kept tumbling <laughs> down in this. <laughs> yeah, steel that, that's it. That's it. Strong. Yeah, but that was Pompeii, though. I know, I know. Yeah, um, but yeah, no, like, yeah, I feel like there's a divide because I think Christianity sort of focuses largely in the New Testament, right? Uh, not necessarily. I mean, uh, I think during the it, what we do during Mass, I think the first reading is usually from the Old Testament. Yeah. And then the gospel is the New Testament. I see. I so see. It's split. Some I never knew that until years later. Yeah. But, uh, it was an interesting thing. Um, I think that it, I think it builds up to Jesus's life, and then like what uh, Jesus said, he'd fulfill. Like, cause you know the story about the passion and stuff, right? The passion of Christ. I d- I don't know much. Okay, so basically, I think when the Jesus when Jesus was about to die, um, uh, the the, the guards and stuff they were. F- playing games or yeah, they're yeah, rolling yeah. dice to okay. obtain his clothes. I, I, that I was do know the story, but yeah, I just yeah. don't know what it, that Basically, is. Basically, and like, you know, and offer him a hyssop stick. Mm. And the, and he had to do this because that was part of the scripture and what they prophesied before. And so to fulfill it, he had to do everything. You know, okay. like, uh, yeah. and when Peter betrayed Jesus for the third time, uh, when the, the hen crowed, the yeah, the rooster crowed. Yeah. And then, you know, that was all part of the thing. And then Peter went and repented, but Judas didn't repent. He got the silver oh, coin. Oh, I see. Yes, it. and he's like, "Here's this money back. I've did a wrongful man or something like that." Yeah. But no, he didn't become a. You know, you compare Judas to like Apostle Paul. Do you know much about Apostle Paul? I don't know much about the so, individuals now. Okay, just quickly, quickly, <laughs> quickly thing. G- yeah, give give me his IMDb. <laughs> so he, he he was known as Saul before, and he was anti-Catholic all the way. Oh, because they all changed their names, didn't they? Oh, I think that was mainly him. Oh, and like, yeah, that's why I saw the the Christian memes, like the 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 Chad Jesus is like, no, yes, I'm Peter. No, you're Paul. <laughs> like, like, but um, no, basically he was Saul. He was anti-Catholic, and he persecuted a lot, and he formed a lot of mar- he killed a lot of Christians who hence became martyrs. Yeah. But on the way to a road to a place called Damascus, he had a beam of light, or you know, a oh, vis- it, did he get blind? Yes, he yes. got blinded, I think. And then uh, he had to go to this town and meet the certain Catholic yes. or whatever. Yeah. And then healed him and then that converted him. And now he was on the other side. So call that character heel face turn as according to tvtropes.com, flipping sides, character development yeah, yeah, or whatever. Yeah. And then now he, and then he, at the end of the day, he died a martyr as well. I see. That's and then like, it's interesting, like most of, I think all of the disciples became martyrs other than John. Like Peter himself, he was crucified, but he wanted to be crucified upside down because it would be disrespectful to Jesus. I see. So yes. he, he got crucified, but he's you know he like flipped the cross upside down, and he was just hanging like that. Like why? Why did you think? Because I know that crucifixion existed before Jesus. Yeah, and it existed after. 
Because the Romans, right? That was the most popular form of uh, yeah. death, I would say. Yeah, I know about Nero. <laughs> but yeah, so... Mm, that's interesting. No, because I I have a I have a friend. Uh, he's like an older brother kind of character yeah, yeah, to fine. me, and uh, he and 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 he's Muslim. And so sometimes I just like I have these conversations with him where I'm like, "Tell me about like you know your connection with it. Tell me yeah. about what you believe." And like the way that it's kind of been constructed in my head, like all these religions, is it's why it's called you know Judeo Christ uh, Judeo Christianity. Yeah, because or whatever, it, yeah. it has like the sort of the the same base building blocks, but then it's like it feels like it's different interpretations of probably similar events that went down, right? Yeah. And different understandings and takeaways. But then, again, the takeaways themselves all feel very similar. It's all about loving each other, respecting each other, and sort of having that yeah. view, which is crazy how there's so much conflict from that, you know? But I guess this is the way people are going to be, you know? No, that's it. Like, sometimes, you know, we Christians are called to be charitable, but sometimes we're hypocrites and we just... Discern everything else that's not us. Mm-hmm. You know? Yeah, like that's it. You know. Um, yeah, I feel. Yeah, you know. I think it's kind of in good nature, but sometimes you feel threatened, and you have to defend yourself. And that, in and if and the repercussions of that insults everyone else. You know. Yeah. At the at the end of the day, we're called to be charitable, and we're called to, you know, just I guess respect every other human. Yeah. As long as they're not Hitler. <laughs> you you respect him until he commits a genocide. Yeah. Um, but then that brings up a whole can of worms. Was Hitler predestined by God to commit that? That's because yeah, it's all about uh, free will against. And was the people who died during World War Two was that their only purpose in life? They didn't have a. Which f- brings up another can of worms because they're all Jewish, right? <laughs> well, most of them are Jewish. Yeah, because he wasn't accepted into art school. <laughs> <laughs> Do you know a four twenty is? What? Why we say four twenty? Happy four twenty a few weeks ago. That was Hitler's birthday. I thought it was because of Rastafari. Yeah, that's what I thought too, but it was also hit Oh. It was Hitler's birthday, four twenty. That makes it bad. Yeah, twentieth of the fourth. Gross. <laughs> um yeah. yeah. No, like learning about religion and sort of where things start and where things end, I think it it's a good thing that people should get involved with. Mm. Even if like not not necessarily to just become a part of a religion. I mean I, I myself, my faith, I just doubt myself all the time. Yeah. But like sometimes I don't even feel religious. I just feel like I just go to mass on Sunday. That's if, it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And um, you know, somebody, some, yeah. I just, you know, I'm not, guess being a great person, mm-hmm. and I just feel hypocritical. But it's always like a self development. That's, that's what, what I mean. It's yeah, about, and right? like, and that's what I think with the religion is like, no matter how much you screwed up, as long as you're willing to repent and you honestly have that genuine desire to mm. repent, not for fake and not for. You know, like be I'm visiting children's hospitals as PR. Yeah. You know, like, I genuinely want to do it. There's hope, I guess. So, would would you say there's a bad way to be a Christian or a Catholic? Like, as in, do you think that there are bad Christians and Catholics? Um, I think sometimes, yeah. Like, if you're preaching that, oh, I'm fasting, everybody. Look at me, I'm fasting, yeah. I'm doing this, you know. I think it was in the Bible, like, if you fast, do it in silence or whatever. Yeah. And, like, the whole parable, you know, like, you know, like a, like a thing about how the rich man gave so much money to church, but this poor lady gave a single gold coin, which was her entire yeah. income, you know? And that means way more than all this, you know, all this, all this coins and stuff. Like, yeah, yeah. It's the, it's the genuine desire, but like, you know, sometimes I just feel like, you know, is God even listening to me? I, I have these prayers and stuff. And yeah, I guess. It's not being answered, one. like, you know, 
why are other people getting these things? That's I'm not. Yeah. And uh, but then again, we only see that puzzle piece. We don't see the whole picture. And maybe down the line, you know, like I thought few few months ago that I was gonna do my prac and do all that and stuff. But then here I am. You know, I th- I think if I didn't, go, if I probably done my teacher education, I wouldn't be here. Yeah. Because otherwise, I wouldn't be like applying to. You know, I was just looking for other things to do. Yeah. Because yeah. I was like feeling kind of down, like not doing it, and and realizing that it wasn't my thing. So I was just like, you know, maybe I like to do something else. I like talking. Yeah. <laughs> so I'll come on the radio, and then here we are. Exactly. So like, you know, it just. That's at the end of the day. Like you don't know. I I wouldn't have known back then. I'd be on radio. Like even a month before, I would have never even have thought I'd yeah. be on the verdict at, at <laughs> underscore IPL. <laughs> um, yeah, like I would have never thought. But like here we are. Like yeah, I, I didn't see that, but it happened. Yeah, like I'm 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 in two schools of thought about religion and my place in this world. I grew up very sort of, not necessarily cynical, but I grew up with a certain perspective that was sort of like passed down onto me. And then it, and then I sort of fostered that myself when I started uh, liking the stuff that I liked and often it would go against what people believe to be true, right? And sort of that just developed that way. But then as I've sort of grown up and I've sort of been able to reflect on stuff, I'm looking back and I'm just like, wouldn't it be crazy if... You know what I mean? Like, no, that's it. Like, I'm like, what if this entire time, and I'm I'm a fool, right? And I'm like, then I start questioning, you know, uh, the ethics of it all, uh, which I guess oh, is course, a yeah. mass, like sort of an issue that's always ongoing. It's like, you know, the class, the classic question of why is uh, is this God's plan when this terrible stuff is happening over here Definitely, which is a yeah. classic like, question why is there a war if, if god is loving god why why do we have this war in ukraine and yes you know? exactly like, that, that's exactly it yeah and then, then you look at like the science of coincidence and you're just like it can coincidence exist but then again i think the argument for that is god gave humans free will yeah and it was the free will of putin to invade ukraine and that's what he did with his free will and that's the repercussions of it but then again the other was argument, it predetermined it's like what is god's plan but that's the thing yeah he knows what's gonna happen, but he knows. But I don't know, like if that—that's the dilemma which I had. Like, yeah, he knows what's gonna happen, but did he build us with that desire to do these things? Yeah, but I don't know, like, did he like with the desire to be born into that? Is this just a test for everybody to have these desires and go against them, or is it predetermined? But maybe it's like he chooses it by random, and there are certain places to be filled in, like upper society, certain yeah. places to be filled in lower society, and he's like, like yeah. you know, like lottery ball or something maybe it's something like that we don't know we don't know and this is one of the things right because the uh the bible has been translated x amount of times and revised oh no it's been diluted a lot that's why one of my friends he has a big like the original latin or whatever original language bible and hebrew yeah because uh oh we were talking about it the other day have you heard of vatican II? <laughs> Have you heard about Sorry, it? Sorry, I don't mean to laugh, but that's the funniest thing. We got Vatican City. No, no, trust Vatican me, that's that's a reform of the parish, right? Okay, yeah. Um, so it's basically that that no. How, how much time do we have? We have. Uh, we're gonna go to break soon, but we have half an hour. Total. Okay, okay. So basically, uh, Vatican City was, uh, I think, the re- reformation of the current uh, church mass, and I think the certain structures or whatever. Yep. Um. So basically, what it like in Vatican, you know how the priest stands behind the altar, right? Uh yes 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 uh, during mass technically that wasn't a mandate of, 
the, the priest should be always facing the cross and his back is to the congregation because he see. is our representative of God yeah. and he's kind of praying with us to God. Yeah. He is not, I mean, like, he is the, the representative of God, but, like, he's still human, you know? So, it, so apparently, the uh, people interpreted that maybe this meaning was the priest is meant to stand and face everyone else. Uh, and I it's see. not explicitly written in there, but people just took it. Yeah. And that's what happens now. So like I see, I see. It's just it's just a lot of reading and then it's just a lot of stuff to take part I, of. I mean if you wanna if, if we're talking about this, there's mm. one thing that you can't really not talk about. Yeah. Which Bruno. is <laughs> No, the uh the whole man shall not lie with man, but you know that. that oh no, that yeah, yeah, how, to, uh, how, uh, yeah. Well, we can talk about it after. Yeah, but I, I like to talk about that as well. Easy. Well, okay. When we come back, we're gonna talk about uh, the controversial passage and what what and all the details that go with it. In the meantime, this is uh, "Baby Come Back" by Ocean Alley. We'll be back in a couple of minutes. This is the verdict. Before we left, I brought up the uh, King's James version of the bible which was uh written in like uh 1601 i believe okay and it basically uh translated uh what was largely a non-english text into english um and in doing so they admitted stuff changed stuff via translation and it sort of led to a passage that has been used a lot uh which is uh the man shall not lie with with man passage which before that uh, apparently said something along the lines of like man shall not lie with a boy and it's been changed and because of that a lot of hate and legislation has come from that so i just wanted to know how what what your perspective on that was i have first a question subbed or dubbed <laughs> yeah just compared to that that just compared to that yeah no it literally is it literally yeah. is yeah so i think that's it. That, that's it. Yeah. Okay, but considering um I, i'm not too familiar. I mean like i know of the king james but i don't uh, I never considered it as such a big thing. Like, I don't know much about it. I'm just saying that. I don't know. Yeah, no, no, no. I, I don't expect you to yeah. know about the... Yeah. So, because he, he he was a king, right? Yeah, Obviously. yeah, yeah. And, he turned, and his name was James. <laughs> you wouldn't believe or it. Or Jimmy. I think it was Jim's... Yeah. King Jimmy. King Jimmy. <laughs> Kim Jim Jimbles. Kim Jim... Kim, Kim John <laughs> Wait Bimbles. a minute. Hold on a second. Wait a minute. No, so essentially... um. He was a king, and he sort of sponsored the change of this Bible. Yeah. Uh, well, not change, though, the translation. But in doing so, I think the Bible had a different amount of stories than ended up being put in, and it became a political thing for him. Uh, there was a previous iteration that got canned. I'm just re- I literally just read yeah. this while we're on break. They got canned for uh, promoting a proto-Protestant view of Christianity. And so what we're seeing is how the Bible can change... The way the Bible's written changes the way people not only view the Bible but interpret the Bible. Uh, what, like, I basically wanted to know what your thoughts were on that in terms of like how people have are now vis- like, have begun to viscerally hate other people on stuff that was written in this Bible that might not have or did not exist previously. I think at the end of the day, you got to look at the original cultural context it was written in. Yep. And if the current translation doesn't reflect the original cultural context i guess if there's a disagreement or dispute you'd go back to the original cultural context and yeah. see from that meaning their pure genuine meaning you know like how you cite your sources That's what yeah you, you cite your sources like like technically another example 
Captain America when he was revived from the ice. Yep. Shouldn't he be really racist? Technically. Yeah, yeah. but no. I mean, not he, everybody was racist back then, but yeah, I, I see where you're coming from. So just look at the original society. He wouldn't have thought it was racist, but that was a society back then. I mean, so I'm listening to Hamilton right now. A bit okay, of this, yeah. And like during that, they do say how a bunch of these founding fathers wanted to abolish slavery back in the 1700s. People kind of prevent progressive views before these views become aggressive, progressive. So it was just 20 years later, the civil rights movement happened, and a bunch of white people were into that. So yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it, he could just be a genuinely nice bloke, but no, I, I get, I, I get exactly what you're saying. That's true. Yes. Like you just look at the original cultural content. Like that's what they're doing. I mean, in the Boys season three, yeah. there's a Captain America and Soldier Boy, yeah, and he's. Coming back, crank Captain that. America, but he's like racist. Floor, he's racist, <laughs> and they're gonna do that. They yeah. guarantee that. What crank that on the floor? It's not. It's not Soldier Boy. No, crank no, that? no, that's uh, all on the floor. Let's smack that, not crank that. Crank that's like you, Soldier Boy, it. Oh, whatever. I'm leaving. I'm leaving the show. No, that's I, fine. Can't, that's okay. I can't. So <laughs> anyway, you're yes. using your own cultural context, <laughs> which was nothing, which is incorrect, <laughs> which is not the original translation, which was crank that Soldier Boy. You're so right. You're right. You're right. That's it. <laughs> Oh my god, we just solved it with my uh, mistake. What's that Benny Hill theme now? That's all, folks. No, that's Looney Tunes. <laughs> well, you just used your <laughs> cultural See, I was purposely doing that to reflect that I'm uh, human too. Nice, nice. <laughs> yes. Yeah, so and I'm not de facto knowledge on everything. <laughs> <laughs> no, but yeah. But it does feel incongruent how oh, yeah, something that says, you know, you need to love each other and help each other out. Yeah. And then he's got a sharp turn where people are taking this this one phrase out of not even out of context, just taking this one phrase and using it to incite to attack a community. Which it like I use America a lot as a crutch. No, <laughs> no, I use America a lot as a example for where a lot of these stuff is happening. Yeah, because uh, a lot of, like their religion is tied so much into the legislation, right? Because um, there's not much of an idea of separation of church and state in America. And so we're seeing like how... No, I think that's a quite a clear separation. It's just that the, the church is referring to mainly the Hillsong and stuff. Those... Oh, no, as in... Type. They, they, like, what, what they're doing now, like, as in what's been happening for a while, is laws are made on how they view the Bible. That's why, that's why it's uh, God Save America, uh, Godspeed. Like, in, in the presidential thing, like... They swear in on a Bible. Yeah, no, I know that. Yeah, yeah. So, Bible. but but I mean, like with that kind of stuff, how they view. And I think now they're viewing it kind of as a formality, not like an actual reverence. I think so, and they've changed it now where you can swear in on anything you want. Oh yeah, definitely. Like yeah. if it's a religion, you swear on the Quran or whatever. Yeah, yeah. but like, um, but because yeah, I feel you know, that's it. Yeah, 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 like, but like you know, but the way that that America has kind of taken some stuff and sort of run with it, and then kind of bastardize it. You know, you're like in an echo chamber where you say it and then it just gets worse and worse like and worse. Like Chinese whispers. Yeah, yeah, I feel like that's happened a lot over no, there. That, that, that's a general everything. Mm. Yeah? yeah, no, no, yeah. Have you ever, do you know the names of your great, 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 great grandfather? I don't even know the name of my grandfather. So do no. you know what they did? Do you know how they impacted their society? Do you know nope. what thoughts they had? Do you know if nope. they would like to be on the verdict? I, they would because this is a class A <laughs> show. But that's the <laughs> thing, like, you know, that brings into the topic of existentialism again. Yep, and um, you know, if we're loved by God individually for who we are, even Michael Jackson will be forgotten in three thousand years. Oh God, I hope not. <laughs> you know, like <laughs> he'll yeah, yeah, yeah. You're right. You're right. But yeah, I don't know. It's just there's it it it's 
interesting to sort of again I it takes sort of like an, an academic view no, of no, definitely the me me too as yeah. well like and so hashtag it's, me too as well <laughs> and so it's interesting to see how things have changed over time no, or course. how things have been interpreted like I yeah just it, always should be questioning I think that's the main thing mm, if you mm. don't understand that means you're not getting the right and if you're never questioning you become complacent in what you oh. in what you believe and what you think to be true <laughs> see you at church next week Alex <laughs> <laughs> I did go to, I did go to oh did you actually have you been I've been to one but it wasn't a real ch- okay so when I said it wasn't a real fake church, news it wasn't like um, a, a mass or a, anything like it that it was just like a like a service it was, it was a youth group kind of situation yeah. with the service and it threw me off because I was expecting uh, you know sit down have a chat with the preacher, have a good time. But it—it be- it wasn't Catholic. It was like no, a it was a Christian. It, okay. Yeah, but it became a concert, and I was—I'm like, that's the thing. No, no, that's a, that's what we might like. We've been having such an argument with my friends and stuff, like, yeah. Because I'm personally, um, I'm on the music team in my church. Yeah. And uh, we had a debate about should we clap at the end of the mass as a recognition for the music team. Uh, They're like, no, you okay. shouldn't because glory has to be gone to God. Yeah. Okay. Um, not for the glory. You know, you're not. Good job, mate. For I mean that that that's, <laughs> yeah. your, that's your role in the mass. Do we clap the priest for doing the mass? Yeah, if he just went and that finished up mass. Yeah, I mean, but <laughs> I I see it. You know, I understand the point of view, but I see it as, you know, sometimes the people, other choirs, like you know, like how you're talking about you know the viewers and stuff. Mm, mm. Um, people need motivation. People need that little thing to help them keep going. And if that feel ignored or unappreciated. You know, like, but then again, you're doing it for the purpose of the mass. I'm sure there's a way that you could incorporate. Fine, th- <laughs> that's why I suggested the silent nod of approval. Yeah, or I don't want to co-opt anything, but like, if you just no, no, if there's a phrase right. that you can say that sort of uh, is appreciative of God, but you say it as like a thank you to somebody, like no, that's why I said peace be with you. Yeah, like, but I mean, yeah, but not overly direct. Peace be with you, choir member. <laughs> no, but like, if you have sort of a, a phrase like that that you could direct as a thank you, but it's also inciting the fact that you know it was, uh, uh, it's about God kind of thing. Yeah, yeah, no, no. What our priest does is like, um, uh, at the end of because at the end after communion and all that's over. Yeah, he just says, you know, I'd like to thank for the people who helped with the mass. I'd like to thank the choir, like okay, the yeah, yeah. And stuff. Like, I think that's acceptable. Yes, but at the end of the mass, everyone just clapping and that feels stuff. that feels a bit weird. It yeah, does. yeah, yeah, yeah. That's what I mean. Like, yeah. um, and like because uh, last year we sang Happy Birthday to the priest at mass, okay, which yeah. is fe- after the communion and stuff. Yeah, yeah. I, I oh, okay. still felt a bit weird about that. But um, yeah, it feels like there is a time and a place for that. That's kind exactly of stuff. like, and and when I went to church like a few weeks ago, not church, the priest whipped out the guitar during the homily and was playing a song. Okay, and that is bad because that's glorification on yourself. Not you know you're putting the attention on yourself, yeah. not onto look at me. I'm playing the guitar, but I'm playing a cool hymn, and now I want everyone else to sing along. Here's the lyrics. I see. Okay, but, um, d- like just to just to preface yeah, what I sure. said earlier. So with. It was, it was my friends, the the neighbors that um, and my good friends. I played D and D with them mm. when, when they took me to the thing because th- this was specifically a youth thing. It was, I don't think it was like the actual that they, they do church services on Sundays. Yeah, but this was like a youth event that they were at, and they got in like a a, a pastor. I think it was a pastor because you got pastors and you got in in a Catholic church. We don't have pastors. Yes, yeah, so it was a pastor. We pastor yes. though. <laughs> I'm gonna eat pastor tonight. Yeah, I'm have some macaroni and cheese when I go home. <laughs> Don't say the trick. Anyway, um, <laughs> it doesn't matter. Doesn't matter. Doesn't matter. Tell me after, yeah. Yeah, I will. Um, 
yeah, so yeah, so they had a pastor coming come in and he basically just did a a, a sermon after the concert. The concert was a whole like I think that's the thing. The mask should be called the concert, but it wasn't. It was it was like on a on a on a on a stage, and they have the it was on a Tuesday night. It wasn't. It was a youth group thing. So it's uh they. I think that's more like I think that's what they call praise and worship. I think so because it was you're, more, they are singing, everyone singing, and you're all giving glory to God. Yeah, it was. It's meant to be because obviously I've never been a part of it. Yeah, I was yeah. there with other friends as well. Uh, we consider sometimes that cringe. Yeah, <laughs> no, I can I can see why, like, but I mean, like yeah, also. Yeah, yeah. I could see what they were getting out of it because it was like a collect. Everybody, everybody no, was it's like a feeling sometimes yes. as well that you're looking at the person next to you and that they like. When I went to my first Christian camp, I, I thought I was the only, you know, I, I'm not the center of the universe, but I never knew there was other people as much as their faith or yeah. And then when you look at the people next to you and that they're praying and that they're doing whatever, yeah. you, know, you feel motivated for yourself. Have you been? I've been to. You've been to any concerts or festivals? Uh, like what type of? Just like uh, music festivals. Music concerts. Um, when I was in Year Eight, I watched the Wiggles. Okay, that's in And I went to some. Uh, no, but I haven't really been to many uh, musicians. So, so like I've been to. I haven't really been to many concerts, but I've been to a couple of festivals. And sort of one one of the some of the feelings that you when you're there, you do feel like a part of something. That's it. And like you 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 get those moments like in these sort of like high environments where you, you take note of what you have and you're just there and you look at your friends, they look at you and you're like, I love you, I'm glad I'm here with you. And I think they replicate that try environment with religion. And no, that's I, it, but that shouldn't be done during mass. Yeah, but it's not. Like, that again, yeah, yeah that, that's what I mean. Yeah, that yeah. wasn't a mass. And it's like, you know, it's like that at the end of the day that we are attracted to f- familiarity and mm. the fact that you're at a concert, you all know the same song, Regardless of your race, religion, gender, or whatever, yeah, you are singing the same lyrics, yeah, and that brings you a sense of kinship with the people next to you that you know you never knew that that's a common yeah. factor between you and the person next to you that yes. you'd never met before in your life, but you're all singing the same words, the same lyrics, the same whatever, and that brings and that that's why some people they marry or whatever they meet their spouse at Dua Lipa concerts or whatever, yeah, exactly, and because uh, that's that commonality, like you know that 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 bridge. Mm. And yeah. sometimes people feel that religion, you know, which is kind of fair. Yeah. You know? Like, personally, I just didn't, I don't think I, I attached to any of that specifically, but I know my mate Jacob did. Yeah. He, he was just like, you know what, I'm going to go have a chat to this pastor, and he did, and he, I think he got something out of that, which oh, is that's good. Which is good. But it, for me, it's just because I think I'm also a little bit introverted. It's like, I was expecting one thing, and I got another. Like, he's like, oh, do you want to come to church? I'm like, yeah, sure. I thought it was going to be like a... It, no, it, no, no. So th- there was like a bunch of activities earlier on in the day. I'm like, hey, this is fun. We're, we're having a sit-down, having a chat. Then we went inside, and it was like... No, but trust me, like, even even though priests, like, not all priests are generally... Sometimes they made me making mistakes, too. Yes. Like, I'll show you... I'll send you this compilation. It's called, like, Liturgical Abuse. And people do the... They had a Halloween Mass... The priest uh. dressed up as Barney uh. and gave a Barney blessing. There was another example where are the priest these, had an acoustic American? guitar and he did a blessing with the guitar to the congregation. Are these American? They are Catholic priests and American, yes. <laughs> but uh, And then they That's had a yeah. Mr. and Mrs. Priest mask. Oh. They had a clown mask. Mask. They had a... Um, That's, I'll again, send you the video. There's like a million examples, again. but... Feeling like America is so detached from it, like over, like um, in America, it feels like 
you do it because you have like you know with with religion it's like you do it because you have to your parents are part of it it's a community thing right instead of a religious thing and i feel like that's when that's what happens when you get these uh these uh reverends are like hey i'm a fun guy or i'm I'm a this and then they where it becomes because it it becomes less about in one sense less about the religion and more about the community but then again sometimes that's the only way to appeal the youth to the church because i found that sometimes like it's it yeah like you know i disagree with children's liturgy at mass like yeah because i feel that you know children because that's their formative years and if they associate mass with coloring in and doing whatever they won't take it seriously when they grow up so I guess you know you can do it after, but like experience. <laughs> you can color in after. <laughs> no, no, no. They, uh, oh, okay. If you, you haven't been to a mass. church, like yeah. on Sunday, Sunday mornings, nine thirty mass. I think mm. most parishes, the the children come at the beginning of the mass. They come up, the priest gives them a blessing, and they go to another room away from the church, and then they do a coloring or they do a message or whatever. I do kind of understand that. I think it's. I understand, I think it's but less it's not babysitting. No, I think it's less for the kids and more for everybody else. But then again, the kids are the future. Yeah, but and I if mean, they don't take that mass seriously, and then when they come up as an adult, they'll be expecting, you know, mass should be fun, and we should be coloring. Oh no, this is not happening again, especially during their formative years as growth. But they'll, they'll get phased out of it, like. As but soon that's as the thing; turn, so they don't sometimes. As soon as they turn like what? How 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 old are these kids? I mean, some they go up to like twelve or like thirteen. That, yeah, that's too old. I mean, I understand to like five or six. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But uh, you know, I I I, I don't like that. You know? Well, Michael. We've reached the end, of the, reached the end of the show. We'll reached the end of the show, but we'll continue with this next show. <laughs> Probably. Now, uh, tell us one verdict. Tell us Michael's verdict. One verdict for today. Oh, um, no. Tell us as many as you've got. But what's Michael's verdict? I don't that, know, eh? Like, I, I thought I gave about. a lot of my verdicts today. Yeah, no, but sum it up. Um, I don't know. Uh, Do you think... Often, you know, like the Muslim thing. Like, uh, if you're Michael, the show's ending. We gotta, we gotta wrap it up. I'm just trying to articulate. You, you I know. give yours first. We've got barely a minute. That's okay, what I'm saying. You give yours first. I'll, I'll uh, I think that schools should be culturally based and not business like. And I think everybody should love each other. That's my That's verdict. That's it. That's it. That's it. That's it. That's it. All right. Thank you for tuning into the verdict. Uh, uh, the underscore verdict underscore IPL, IPL for TikTok. The verdict underscore IPL for Instagram. Go to our Facebook. And Go to everything. And thank you for uh, Mariska and Ali on the show. We love you all. We hope to see you next week. We won't see them next week, but we'll see you Merry next week. Christmas, Christmas and have home. a good night. Yep, that's definitely what time of year it is. Goodbye. <laughs>